night after night. I watch over this city. But now someone stands in the shadows. Who knows my every move before I make it. Stalking me. It ends tonight. Who do you work for? by Nerds Production. Hey nerdos, welcome to a very special episode of the 4 Nerds by Nerds Podcast. I'm your host Josh, and this episode kicks off Red Hood Week. One of my favorite characters and one of my guests' favorite characters. Please welcome to the show, Lance from the Comic Book Keepers podcast. Hey, Josh, how's it going? Excited to be back to watch Hell this yeah. awesome movie. Now we're doing, yeah, we are going to be watching Batman Under the Red Hood, which is uh, it's all about the character Red Hood, which is one of me and Lance's favorite characters. And we will be following this episode up on Wednesday. On Lance's show, The Comic Book Keepers, where we do a full, in-depth breakdown character analysis of the Red Hood. We will talk about his origin, his death, the the turning into the Red Hood from Jason Todd, uh, all the spinoffs he's done, his his team affiliations. And then we have some very special what-if storylines that we've written ourselves that uh, have to be heard to be believed. And we did some really cool stuff there, so we're we're excited for you guys to hear that. But yeah, uh, we are watching this on HBO Max. It is it's free to stream on there. Uh, we are paused at the zero second mark. You don't have to watch along, uh, but I do recommend if you haven't seen this movie, definitely go watch it because a you want to know what we're talking about, and b this movie is amazing. <laughs> so yeah, it's so good. The animation is fantastic. The animation is fantastic. The voice acting is everything. We'll we'll get into all of it. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're positive zero second mark. Yes. On three, we will all hit play. One, two, three, play. And so it begins. I remember being so excited when this came out because Red Hood was like a newer character to me at the time because I was still like, mm-hmm. this came out in like, what, 2010 around there. So I was just like getting into yeah, like uh-huh. really deep diving on the internet to like research characters and stuff like that. So I was, this was kind of pitched as like a mystery, even though the story was like 20 years old at that time. But I was like, oh, fuck it. Who is the Red Hood? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Red Hood was one of the first like full trade paperbacks that I read, like when I was really getting into comics and it, I loved it. It just all of the elements around Red Hood and who he was and the reveal was just so good and how messed up the comic book world was to vote to kill off Jason. (laughs) So messed up. 
the the beginning of this movie does kind of give it away a little bit to like later on they do try to act like it's a bit of a mystery and it's like it's <laughs> clearly robin <laughs> like, it's clearly yeah robin. it's like yeah, let's start <laughs> let's start with the film beating and murdering this character he won't be important later at all i do think because this is different than the comics have you read that this is based on is. death in the family have you read that whole book mm-hmm. and in that so yeah i've read uh, death very, in the family. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way he dies is the same, but <laughs> yes, uh huh. But like his this whole, yes. what is the the whole resurrection of Jason Todd? Like Jason Todd coming back as Red Hood. Was that an arc as well? Yeah. So you have you have the storyline where you you find out that Roz. Like he did go into the that pit at the Lazarus pit and came back. Like that's how they explained him his return. But he and, didn't come back for years. Yeah. Well, there was one point where he had come back because Superboy Prime punched the universe or something like that. <laughs> I don't even remember that part. And then they had to retcon it because they're like, oh, this character is actually interesting. And we had to make this make a little bit of logical sense. So uh-huh. we can't have this super being punching reality. <laughs> there's there's so many reboots to that franchise or just to DC in general. So at this point, I'm just like, sure, Superboy punches reality and all this stuff happens fine whatever what did you think of oh go ahead uh well what did you think of the voice actor for joker in this film i thought he was really good which is surprising because it's always like a little bit of a disappointment when you see a joker and it's not mark hamill exactly (laughs) exactly i i felt like this version of joker was more of the uh, I, I felt way more crime boss and less psychopath. Yeah, especially at certain moments, his voice is like it could just be a regular like mobster, but he does have a good laugh. He does, and later in the film, he gets very much more like Joker. But early on in the film, it, it didn't feel that way to me. Yeah, Poor it is Jason very is. It, it is very good. They did really redeem his character because people. I mean, but they've also kind of redconned that. They've redconned why people didn't like him. And yeah, mm-hmm. really, at the time, it was people didn't like him because he wasn't Dick Grayson, but they gave him the exact same origin as Dick Grayson. And then when they like rebooted yeah, they, it, they, they did. redconned it to more of this or- origin where he was like an orphan and he was stealing rims off the Batmobile and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Which, which they do the callback in this film, which is so good. In the when they originally introduced him after Dick Grayson left, they were like, "He he was in the circus too, and his family was murdered." Also, <laughs> it's like what a coincidence. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like say, man, Batman has the same mo for every single one of these Robins. Yeah, he just goes but, to the circus and just watches for him. And then, but they've kind of like changed it to this, of like, oh, we killed him off because, yeah. like. He was headstrong and he was a bit of a a wild card and a loose cannon. So he kind of got himself killed a little bit, but it's Batman's responsibility, which is great from a narrative standpoint, but that's not what happened in reality. 
it's we gave you an option to kill a no. child and a large group of people were like yeah, yeah. kill the kid <laughs> yeah kill that robin we don't like him he's not dick yeah but man do i love red hood it's so dick great i mean jason todd is such a better red hood than he was a robin yeah, I, I am just such a sucker for an anti-hero. I find yep. them like way more sympathetic and such like interesting characters because they're not vanilla. Mm-hmm. They're not basic. They have layers. They usually come with a lot of actual tragedy, not just like, mm-hmm. oh, something happened when I was a kid and that's tragic. And now as an adult, I use that as a tool. Usually it's like, no, something severely bad happened. <laughs> like trying to do the right thing and now they're this yeah. kind of in the middle cuz they're always in, they're always pretty much introduced yeah. as a bad guy and then it's like a turning point. Mhm. Yeah, I feel like, like anti-heroes are more realistic just because if you go through a trauma to the point where you feel like you need to dress up as I don't know, a bat, maybe maybe <laughs> you are going to be a little bit more violent. But I do think that, like, I say it all the time. I've said it on the show a whole bunch. They could just take this movie and do a live-action shot-for-shot remake, and it'd be, like, the best Batman movie that ever existed. <laughs> yeah, I'm all for it. Keep keep Jensen Ackles as <laughs> as Jason Todd. I'm for it. Yeah, he dressed up as Red my, Hood a couple my of belief years ago. in his age. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Be, uh, Those pictures look really cool. Yeah, get an older, do it with an older Batman, <laughs> then you can have Jensen Ackles. So, uh huh, you can get Dean Morgan to do it. So his dad from Supernatural, because be he awesome. played I, Thomas Wayne. I really wanted to see him as Flashpoint Batman. Yeah, me too. It's perfect. Like, he by the looks way, Jensen like Ackles that. crushes crushes it in this too. Yeah, he's amazing. Like, and this whole thing kind of fits. Like, you could drop this in the Batman the Animated Series universe, like, easily. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And this intro to Red Hood was so good. I loved the, like, the dynamic they took for it. It wasn't like, I'm just going to take out every single one of them of these crime bosses or like drug dealers in their different areas. Red hood literally shows up and he's like, yeah, you're going to pay me now. And if you don't do that, I'm just going to kill you and all of your henchmen. Oh, and by the way, here's a bag of all of your top guys in a, like a gym bag. Yeah. Yeah. I cut, cut the head of all of your lieutenants off and put it in those duffel bag. Here you go. Like it is I'd stuff like that you do have to overlook a little bit when he does become like a redeemable character. It's like, well, he did murder six people, <laughs> decapitated a bunch of people. Yeah, he's he's got some issues, but his helmet looks awesome. His helmet is awesome. His whole his whole suit is pretty. I'd love to dress up as a Red Hood. Did you play exactly. the Arkham games? If I were to cosplay as one character, it would be him. I. I started playing them, but I never got all the way through them. Oh, no. 
Yeah, Red Hood winds up appearing eventually. <laughs> but I, like, I've watched all the cutscenes. I've watched all bit. the cutscenes of the game. Oh yeah, then yeah, you already know that he's in there. It's just kind of like a copped out mm-hmm. version of the story. It isn't as good. Yeah, I just when I, when there's storylines like that, I just go back to the comics and feel better about the storylines that I actually care about. <laughs> yeah. Like, imagine this was live action, this scene. It would be fucking Oof. incredible. So good. So good. Every every single, like, Comic-Con, I'm always tempted to buy. There's, like, those, uh, like, movie replica type, like, uh, shops or booths that have, like, live action versions of those different helmets and everything. And I'm always tempted to buy the red hood helmet. Yeah. I I've searched on Amazon before. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. <laughs> <of it. laughs> I really like Neil, Neil Patrick Harris as Nightwing in this as well. I kind of wish he was in it more. Yeah. I, uh-huh. I was surprised of, of how like, well the voice kind of fit Dick too. His comedic timing is great. Yeah, he he is. I fucking love Nightwing so much. Like, he's really mm-hmm. come into his own as his own character. I remember when they first introduced him in, on the uh, animated series when I was a kid, and I was like, I don't really like the look. But it was also when they like changed animation styles and everything, and he had a f- fucking mullet. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just like, I don't like. Where, yeah, where's Rob? I like Robin better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just love the look of this Batman too. He looks so fucking cool. Yeah, they did a really good job with pretty much everyone's designs in this iteration. Did you watch this like this past year they put out a Death in the Family movie? But it's like choose your own adventure. I... Oh, no, I ha- I haven't watched that. Yeah, it's it's this animation style. It's the majority of this movie, but there are other options you can take at certain points where it changes the story completely. Like, uh, did did you right. like go through and go through all the different versions? I no, I haven't. Didn't we were gonna we were thinking about doing it on the show because it's not that long. I think it's actually shorter than this movie. But there's like storylines where. Mm. Jason Todd becomes Red Robin instead of becoming Red Hood, which I I hate oh, okay. Red Robin costume. Yeah, I I haven't been a fan. I prefer just Tim Drake in a Robin costume. Yeah, but with pants. Yeah, not short shorts. I I saw that it made me even more mad at Batman versus Superman. Uh-huh. When you, if you look at the charred Robin suit close enough, you can tell that those are shorts; they're not mm. pants. And it's like that would never fly today in live action. <laughs> no, absolutely not. It's like no speedos, no short shorts, just wear pants. And that suit looked like it was made for someone who was like five ten. Like, why would a grown adult be wearing a fucking short shorts? <laughs> Yeah, it's not it's not weird enough that Batman like got young boys to come fight crime with him. Yeah, to <laughs> put him in speedos. So it's a little weird. 
I did like that explanation in which Batman was it? New Frontier, Justice League New Frontier, where it was all set in like the forties. Did you see that one? No. They explained the short shorts. No, they explain like why he gets a Robin. Like he's he's at the beginning oh, of the okay. movie, he's an <laughs> original Batman garb with like the ears kind of pointed outwards and stuff. And uh-huh. people are yeah. terrified of him. And at one point he's trying to save a little girl uh from a house fire, but she's too terrified of him to move. Mm. So he like lightens up his costume yeah. and gets a Robin to be like more like pleasing to people <laughs> he's like it lightens so not to terrify the people he's supposed to be saving <laughs> yeah. i want to strike fear in my enemies but i don't want to scare children <laughs> i love how they they showed how easy it is for it's clear that nightwing and batman haven't been working together for a while just based off of their dialogue, but they're fighting together. It's like they never <laughs> they left one in another. Tandem. Yeah. And I love how the Amazo A on the belt, just it, as soon as I see that and the green pants, I'm like, Aquaman? <laughs> I think that's such a cool fight scene, though. Like, even though, like, I've seen Amazo in other versions and I'm like, this character kind of sucks, but. In this movie, I'm like, this is mm-hmm. awesome. I'd love to see this in a movie. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. But this like, part is kind. Of, I feel like <laughs> this part is a departure. Just where they're like, they're just like terrifying these people by dropping a body of a mezo onto them. I mean, Batman likes being scary. We just talked about that. Why not do it? It's oh. true. Yeah, it's true. And now Jason Todd. Oh, the Red Hood. Spoilers. The Red Hood just straight up (laughs) murders them. Just like the way this movie is set up and paced. Yep. Mm -hmm. Just perfectly made to be a live action movie. Like you could totally adapt this. Even if you took things like a Mazo out or maybe like the, the weird black mask gang that they fight later. The like laser ninjas. But like, yeah, they're just like futuristic. They seem like they belong more in Batman Beyond than they do in this movie. A hundred percent. Speaking of which, you think we're going to get that movie now that Keaton's back in the DC universe? I hope so. I freaking love Batman Beyond. I've been wanting a live action Batman Beyond for forever. Yeah, I definitely take. I my biggest problem is like they're gonna change the suit for live action. Like not the suit per se, yeah. but at least the mask, the mouth. Yeah, there's no way he'll have. Yeah, like, I don't ma- want the mouth will mouth not work. No, like maybe make it look kind of like Iron Man, where it like peels back or something. Yeah, and is just like flat over his face. Mm-hmm. I I really liked the um so for the the recent the future state Batman the way they had his mask that I really liked that where it was just like that metal I don't know if even know if it was a metal piece over but it was it just basically covered the mouth and it was a different color but I really liked that design yeah 
It is so weird how how many different designs there are for every character and how mm-hmm. just bad some are and no one was like yeah maybe we don't do that like the red hood <laughs> design that um a couple years ago where he lo- he just looks like Casey Jones I don't like it at all Yeah not a fan of that one either so that's when I went back and reread the true red hood story <laughs> But the so the Red Hood design from the comics that I think I love the most is uh, Tyler Kirkham's a Red Hood from the Deathstroke uh, comic run. Holy crap. So good. Let me look it up. I'm sure I've seen it. Yeah, it was super popular. There's like fight scenes between Deathstroke and Red Hood that are amazing. There is a Funko Pop set of them fighting on a rooftop that I want so bad. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. That's based off of Kirkham's design. This is one. That one there. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. So that's like them holding a knife. Yep. To one each other. That's Kirkham. Yeah. yeah, That design. That is like the design. There, there's like a scene where like Deathstroke goes into an alley and then Jason Todd is like standing, Red Hood is standing on like a dumpster or something, and his design is perfect. Yeah, I, I really would like. Speaking of like antiheroes and stuff, and I really like like group projects, like we talked about Titans. Um, mm-hmm. I want HBO Max to do a Red Hood and the Outlaws show. Yeah, that'd be so cool. I think just like supernatural style, like they're just traveling around the country, just looking for fucking bad guys. And I I think it would be Mm -hmm. so interesting. Yep. Yeah. There's like so much stuff that DC just has at their disposal and it it just does not go well for them most of the time. But, but they kill it with these animated movies. It's like, let these fucking people take over they your do. live action department. Exactly. The animated universe is phenomenal. And the live action has just been such a hit or miss struggle fest for so long. I think it's, I, and this I part think. was hilarious. He just disappeared. But get in the car. Well, can he just not say get in the car for once? That line was good. I like that Batmobile too. I really like the vehicles in this. The jet's really cool. The Batmobile's really cool. Mm-hmm. Very much like looks that that to me looks a lot like the animated series, like Batmobile. It's different, but it it definitely t- draws from it. Like the yeah, I feel like this whole the Bruce the Bruce Tim one movie is very Bruce Tim like. Uh huh. Yep. Which is gets a lot of bonus points from me. How did you feel? Did you see the the Dark Knight Returns two part movie? I did. You didn't like it. Um. Oh no, sorry. I was thinking of a different one. Yeah. So the the two parter, I actually really enjoyed. They like some things were changed, but overall, I I thought they did a really good job with it. Yeah, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would mm-hmm. because I think I feel like that story is just a little played out. Because yeah. They, seem to want to adapt that movie there that comic into every friggin' Batman movie nowadays. 
Yeah. Well, it's it's like the go to recommendation for Batman for so many people. So they're like, this is what people want. So let's adapt it in 900 different ways. But no, the animated, the two part was good. I was thinking of, uh, I don't know why my brain went to the killing joke uh, animated film that they just did. And holy crap, I did not. Nope, nope, nope. That's so weird with Barbara. No, thanks. Yeah, I heard a review of it and like right when it came out and they said that detail and I was like, yeah, I don't need to watch this. (laughs) Like, that's so stupid. No. Yeah. It it made no sense. It's just like, so you work with Commissioner Gordon for all these years, and then not only do you put his daughter in danger by making her Batgirl, but then you also sleep with her. When Dick clearly also has had a relationship with her, and so you just screwed over your quote-unquote son. So, nah, they didn't didn't, uh, sit right with me. And also, it's like, Batman's like, the whole thing is this is like your family. Like, Batgirl is like your daughter. He shouldn't be sleeping with her. And but I also feel like they did. I think they yeah. did that in the Batman Beyond comics too. And I like that was the falling out that Batman and Dick Grayson had. And I'm like, I don't like that. Like that. Why does everybody want that relationship to happen? <laughs> Stop shipping Barbara and Bruce. Yeah, bad, bad form. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of the black mask design here? about to show uh, I think it's it's a way to do it but it really just makes it look like he's got a skull for a head uh-huh <laughs> that is the best description it, it's a way to do it yeah <laughs> like he just looks like black skeleton <laughs> yeah he does And also, like, if, if I was making like a live action movie of this, I might, I might cut this whole thing altogether. Yeah, because it I, is I one of those things really. in comics where they always have like a B storyline that you don't really give a shit about, and they try to like force it. On yeah, you. like just focus on Jason Todd. I, I just exactly. I, I love the fact that there's this whole convoluted storyline of Jason needed Black Mask to help get joker out so that he could confront joker whereas like jason is like he has all these gadgets all this gear he's able to like run gotham essentially he takes over but he can't like figure out a way to get joker out of arkham when everyone and their mom knows a way to get joker out of gotham well yeah i mean the villains break out of gotham enough as it is you telling me red hood couldn't break in and just snap this dude's neck in his sleep exactly what is Black Mask's deal? Like, I'm sure there's been different iterations, but, like, is that a mask? Or is he supposed to have, like, shit melted on his face? I've seen, so, like, I've never read his original story, but I've seen, like, the different versions where it's just a guy wearing a mask and another one where he actually had stuff, like, poured onto him. Um, so I don't even know what his actual storyline is. I, I know way more about Marvel than DC. It's just the fact that I, I love Red Hood. So I know yeah. a bunch about Red Hood. Oh my, I might have to, to schedule a Black Mask episode just so I can educate myself. Yeah, but I, also, I feel like, I don't know, a lot of times with comics, they'll just try to like be like, 
now it's time for you to take this D-list character seriously. And it's like, mm-hmm. you can't have someone be a D-list character for like 30 years and then try to say they're important. Yeah. It's like, like Kang the Conqueror is an important character in Marvel. But they just had him like mm-hmm. handily kill Thanos. And it's like, all right, let's take it easy here. Yeah, that was surprising. <laughs> yeah, that's when you have to have like the shock value in the comic storyline. You just walking around with that? You just walking around with a fucking bazooka? <laughs> of course. Of course. Imagine, like, where is that hiding in the cape? <laughs> and look, he's, Bazooka. He's Nightwing and his friggin' Infinity Gauntlets here. He's got these wristbands that are carrying all sorts of <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna invest. I want to know, like, how heavy. Uh huh. I I want to know how heavy their suits are. Yeah, sometimes they look real light, and then other times it's like you'd barely be able to move. <laughs> exactly. Well, they just like pulled out 19 different gadgets, including a giant stapler to staple like that. That um. Uh, what is it? Not string, man. I can't even think of what like, like rope. rope. I don't know. Yeah, to like staple the rope to the ce- the rope to the ceiling, and like, where did the giant stapler come from? Especially yeah, yeah. a Nightwing suit because it's a unitard. How did you plan ahead for that? <laughs> like going out on man, the prowl, I, I, I need my way... giant stapler tonight. <laughs> I, I love how Red Hood fights, like literally just throwing up that canister, turning around and shooting it. Oh, man. The fight choreography in this animated movie is so good. Yeah, I love just I think this movie is perfect, <laughs> like pretty much because you see yeah, so many mm-hmm. like things that you don't get to see. It's things that like pretty much every Batman movie is missing. Like this scene right here will come back later. Mm hmm. And they show Batman yep. actually being a fucking detective for once. <laughs> like, you never get that. Yeah, in the, movie. the detective part Always, is. I'm a billionaire and I yeah. own a computer that can do really cool stuff. Like, it did it for me. It's like, he's supposed to be smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have been missing the detective component of Batman in live action for a while. They did, they did a bit of it with. Uh, ben Affleck but it, it seems like the the next iteration that we're getting for the Batman with uh, Pattinson like that that one's going to be more of a detective so we'll see yeah, what I'm happens hoping so. I'm really hoping when we get a second trailer from that it doesn't seem like a completely different movie because that first yeah. trailer is fucking awesome it's so good but yeah, man, I freaking love the scene right that we just watched where Batman tries to like ensnare Red Hood and before it gets taught, he just whack like cuts yeah. cuts that thread. Man, that's such a good like like that screenshot's so good. It's yeah, it's details like that that make this like so interesting and captivating. But I feel like it's details mm-hmm. like that that they would leave out in a movie. Yeah, sadly. And they would leave in the weird B storyline with, <laughs> with Black yeah, Mask. Black Mask. <laughs> yeah. 
it's just such a great story. Like you have this character that looked up to you like a father figure and, and not only did you let him die at the hand of your arch enemy, you then just let that guy go off without taking him out. And then Jason comes back and is clearly like has every right to be angry. It is. Yeah, it, it's, it's hard not to sympathize with him, but it's also like, that was the problem. Like I didn't have a real problem with Ben Affleck's Batman killing people. The biggest problem with it though, is how the fuck are any of his villains still alive? Then if he's got no problem killing mm-hmm. Rando, Lex Luthor security guards, why the fuck is the Joker still alive? Yeah. Maybe that would make sense. Now why we got that three Joker storyline. That he just keeps killing him, but more of them just keep popping up. <laughs> it passes on like a curse in Gotham. Did you watch Gotham? I watched the first two seasons. Yeah, it gets uh, it gets real weird. <laughs> yeah, well, I've just been... A lot of the DC shows have gotten a little bit strange. Like, I, I stopped watching Flash... And holy crap, I just saw like a screenshot of the finale for this last season. Do you, yeah. I don't want to spoil it. Do lightsaber you watch that show? <laughs> yeah, no, they're but freaking I saw fighting with lightsabers with, with Godspeed. What the crap is going on there? And I thought Godspeed was introduced on that show like three years ago. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I don't know. that That show, man. That one, it just made me sad because I, I do like the first couple seasons of that show, but nah, that went downhill. Yeah, it's the same, same exact thing happened with Arrow. The first few seasons are amazing, and then it just yeah, went off. Yeah, so <laughs> great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I feel like that's a problem with a lot of American shows in general. It's They don't know when to stop on a high if it's still doing well ratings-wise. They just keep pushing it and pushing it. Yeah, because they don't have a story in mind that they want to tell. They're just like, we'll just no. think of something for next season. We'll just think of something. And it's like other countries, they'll think of an entire story mm-hmm. and then make something out of it. But most people mm-hmm. look at that and go, oh, yeah, the I love- British office is six episodes. It must not be that good. And it's like, no, they just they did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, it's just really good. Now you just have this complete series. Man, I freaking love the way Jason Todd fights. See, this is the suit. This I scene like. where I they're it. just like shooting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This this Robin suit is very cool. Yeah, he it is. is a, it is also a thing of like of kind of an Anakin Skywalker thing of it. It's like if Batman hadn't been so much of a dick, <laughs> like. Maybe Jason wouldn't have been such an asshole as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like, how are you going to talk shit, Batman? You you act like you've never broken a man's collarbone. Like, the amount of people you've fucking crippled just yeah. for basic jo- information. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, Joker, later in this movie, says, what are you going to do, put me in another body cast for another six months? So he's yeah. done it to him before. It's like, he, br- he broke a collarbone. Yeah, he'll heal. <laughs> like you yeah, beat up. He's fine. He went into shots on a broken collarbone. Yeah. 
And here we're back to Black Mask. <laughs> I still haven't seen Harley Quinn to see. I really want to see Ewan McGregor as Black Mask. Uh, he's he's good. I, I, I wish the film was more because it was meant to be like Harley Quinn and like the Birds of Prey, right? Like, yeah. or yeah, Harley Quinn and the, or no, Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of Harley Quinn. I don't even know what the heck they yeah, called that title. title. Yeah, but I, I enjoyed him. I, I wish it had been more like Birds of Prey storyline, but it had good parts. But again, it wasn't anything crazy. But I love Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Yeah, I think she looks perfect. I think her, I, I wish her voice was a little more on but it's just kind of one of those things where i'm just used to her voice sounding exactly the same Mm -hmm. what have you watched um the harley quinn show with kaylee cuoco i've watched like seven episodes of it and it's i I like like it funny she she really drops out of her accent a lot oh absolutely but i i just love the tone of that show but it's hard just because like growing up with Batman the Animated Series, we get so used to Mark Hamill as the Joker. We get so used to, I forget who voices um, uh, Harley Quinn, but like those iconic voices. And like, is anyone ever going to be better than Conroy as Batman? No. No. Yeah, he was my number one. And it was all live action Batmans. And I included him just because he's played Batman for so long. And he was my, he's my yeah. number one. You. Same. And did, it, did it's you hard see to beat the, the animated the series. Flash Arrow versus Kingdom Come Batman. That was not good. No, because I heard what they were doing with it, and I just didn't want to see Conroy do that. It wasn't good, and he wasn't really landing his Batman voice surprisingly either. That's weird. Maybe he was just like. Mm. I I finally get to be live action Batman. You make me this version of Batman. Yeah, they kind of mixed him. They mixed Kingdom Come with like the Dark Knight Returns. Where like in his universe, Mm -hmm. he had killed the Superman and stuff like that. And then here's Jason Todd just lighting fools on fire. That's crazy. He's such like a. And uh, here's the future ninjas. Yeah, this is this. I mean, that one with the full face mask on looks exactly like the sound guy yeah. from Batman Beyond. I can't remember his name. Yo, oh, um, Shriek. Yeah, that sounds right. Oh, oh man, what's what's his name? I actually have a an animation film cell that they used in Batman uh, Beyond, and it's from that episode. And oh, really? so it has Batman Beyond. So Terry is is holding his ears, and the the bats the Batman symbol has been torn, so you can see like the inner workings of the suit. But yeah, yeah. I have that film cell. That's awesome. I really I like. Mm-hmm. I my goal is. Person. Yeah, I I love Batman Beyond. I, my goal is to get that film cell. Uh, signed by Kevin Conroy and Wilfred Dell. That'd be so cool. Have you yeah, ever? It, that'd be do you, a display did... piece for the rest of my life. Have I ever what? Do you have Do you have kids? 
No, not yet. No. Um, there's a show called Superhero Girls that my daughter loves, and mm-hmm. it's actually really like you could enjoy it as an adult. And it's just it's just like the Justice League, That's but good. all female characters. And uh, why did I bring that up though? Shit. <laughs> what were we just? Oh, uh, what were we just talking about? The animated film cell getting things signed. Oh yes, um, the voice of Terry McGinnis. He voices Lex Luthor in that show. Yeah, Wilfred. Yeah. Boy, oh, that's real. so cool! Yeah, Wilfredell's been doing a lot of a lot of voice voiceover work. Like he did uh, Deadpool in one of the Spider-Man series. Uh, what else? He's he's done like a bunch of different stuff. I think he I think he came out and talked about having like anxiety about acting, or at least like live action acting, and so the like voiceover work has been really good for him. Jesus, he's such a badass. He's so good. This like imagine seeing time, that Batman scene in live action where he got a car thrown at him and he just went right through. <laughs> That'd be such a great scene. Like any and honestly, anytime I can see Batman Red Hood team up fight, oh man, so good. Yeah, there there is a lot of cool mechanics with like you and Nightwing and Robin in uh, which one is it? I think it's Arkham Knight. And I, I really wish they would take that mechanic and put it into like other games or like do a double dragons game with that mm. because you can just like switch yeah. off, but switching off isn't just like you move into the other person. It's like a tandem move. Like you'll be Batman. If you want to switch to Nightwing, like Nightwing will like leap over your shoulders and kick a guy in the face and stuff. Oh, that's super cool. This is awesome. So why did this taser make this guy's head explode? Explode. <laughs> yeah. So weird. And Batman's like, no, why would you I, do I that? Love the f- you just put explosives on like four <laughs> different people's bodies. Like you don't know that wasn't going to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just love as soon as Batman shows up to this fight. Jason's just like, what took you so long? It's just like, you should have figured this out right away. Yeah, I do. I love the way he talks down to him and is like, fuck, basically like, fuck you. Like, you're not yeah. doing it right. Like the way I've, I'm doing it is better. Like, I'm wiping trash off the street. Yeah, mm-hmm. And not only like, and I'm doing that when they're not working for me, like when they don't do what I want them to do. It's like they actually listen if they fear you. They just. It's such like a weird dynamic that they have in the comics, too, because they will like work together from time to time. But it always comes Mm -hmm. back to the exact same thing. Like Jason is never like I'm reformed and I give up my ways. (laughs) Like I won't kill anyone anymore. He's always like, no, fuck you. I got guns. It's like, no, that that's never going to change. And I don't think that should like he's gone through trauma and this is like who he is. He also was like driven insane because of a Lazarus Lazarus pit. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I do. I really love how they've 
they've really intertwined Ra's al Ghul with Batman. And I, I always kind of loved the relationship he had with him in the animated series, and he does in this one. Like, there is very much a mutual respect from Ra's al Ghul towards Batman of, like, we have similar mm-hmm. goals, we just have different takes on how we do it. I have no problem killing lots of people to get what I want. Yeah. It's just, I, I loved, we did a, a Talia al Ghul episode uh, a while ago and just doing all the research for that and seeing how her relationship with Roz and, and like the whole dynamic with Batman. Cause like Batman, like uh, Roz like recruits Batman to help him. They go through like these crazy trials and almost die multiple times. And then you find out at the end, it was just Roz seeing if Bruce was worthy enough to marry his daughter. It was is this a shirtless hooded Batman sword fight? Yes, yes. <laughs> Such a weird image of him in Batman pants, no shirt on, Batman mask, <laughs> fighting with a pirate sword. <laughs> it's good times. I love how Black Mask just punches everyone though. He just like doesn't care, just his henchmen. He's just angry and punches. I really would like, like, if DC is just going to go off and do, like, they should kind of adopt this feel to their movies. Like, just make a bunch of one-offs. Or, like, keep one series where you'll know they'll be linked or tied together, but just make one-offs. And if they they work, make a sequel. If they don't work, be like, it was just a one-off. Like, it's in its own separate universe. Mm Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like something that DC struggled with was the fact that Marvel had built up this universe over years and uh, up to like an Avengers film. And DC was like, we want to be at that point now, but rather than taking the time to do it, they just kind of threw everything together after two films. And it, it we just didn't care about the characters yet. So I, I think you're right. I think they just need to do like one-off films that we can just really enjoy because there's so many good stories that you can just make it it doesn't need to be this connected universe for us to enjoy it. Yeah, well, and a lot of really great stories are one-off stories. Mhm. Like I want a live action Red Sun Superman movie. That'd be fucking yes. awesome. Yeah. Give me some give me some Elseworld movies. Yeah. Like they they act like they can't do these type of things. That happen in comics all the fucking time. <laughs> like, yeah. there are one-offs and mm-hmm. limited series and and Elseworlds and all this shit. Like, stop being afraid to get weird because of the casual fans. They can keep up. Like, it's not that complicated. Yeah. I, I feel like we've done this loop of uh, superhero films were kind of wacky and crazy. And then they're like, people don't want that. They want things to be like realistic. And so they've gone super realistic to the point now where they don't want to make things look like a comic book film. But now we're kind of doing the circle where people like we're so used to seeing things realistic that we kind of want to get a little bit more zany and wacky and and see things that we have seen in comic books, but haven't seen live action for a long time. I'd love to know their like decision making process when it comes to that type of stuff. Cause like 
you'll get like a a a awesome remake very close to comic accurate scarlet uh witch outfit you know like in in yeah. wandavision mm-hmm. but then you'll get kang the conqueror and it's just some dude and it's like where like what is the hesitation always what is the work around what is the like i'd 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 be so interested to hear all these like in in the in the boardroom type of conversations mm-hmm. i saw i saw um yeah. thing on instagram today and it was uh talking about the writers for man of steel and it said that the the studio wanted them to change using clark's ship to shut off the world engine because mm-hmm. uh what how would superman ever visit krypton again if he got rid of his ship <laughs> in a movie where yeah. krypton exploded. i saw that too and it, it, <laughs> that that made me so like angry and sad and frustrated when i read that because it's just like wow you guys are the ones in charge of making these decisions like have you read any part of the script or know anything about your biggest character I often feel like like Marvel's doing so well even though they do they do change stuff and I mean it for the most part it's usually pretty good and DC changes stuff and it's always just kind of weird and I think it's because like Disney owns Marvel but they let Marvel do their thing like when they bought them they were like just keep doing yeah. what you're doing so it's a comic book movie company ran by a comic book company but when it comes to DC, I think there's a lot more Warner Brothers where there needs to be a lot more DC involvement. <laughs> so you got like a regular film company trying to make comic book movies, but not letting their top comic book people like kind of take the reins of it. Yeah, I feel like every time I'm let down by a DC film, it always get like comes to light that there was too much quote unquote studio involvement. It's just like, just let the people that know comics make a comic book movie. Because clearly putting your fingers in everything hasn't been working out. So just let the people make a movie. Yeah. Well, and it isn't like that does seem to be a popular thing now is to just be like, oh, it's all it was all just the studio involvement. And it's like, nah, some of this creative shit I see in here. I'm not happy about (laughs) either. Yeah, it's like sorry, Zack Snyder. Like, like when everyone this entire Gaga scene for the Snyder cut, it was like, well, he also made Batman versus Superman, which wasn't very fucking good either. So, <laughs> yeah, the the Martha thing. Oh boy, my my biggest problem isn't like, oh, he took risks and they didn't pay off or whatever. It's I see a lot of things in that movie as like very simple fixes that should have been caught and corrected before production began. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the Martha thing, like him racing towards uh Wayne tower at the beginning of the movie during the events of man of steel. Why didn't to give it more stakes or any sort of stakes whatsoever? Why didn't you put like Selena Kyle was waiting in his office for him or, 
Dick Grayson or Tim Drake mm-hmm. or Barbara Gordon, anyone that he would have like an emotional connection to, like, or make up a character and have it be his fiance, which is a reason why he's not Batman anymore, is that he's actually settled down and is found peace. And then that peace is taken away from him. And that's why he hates Superman. You didn't do any of that. You were just like, my building fell down and now I want to kill you. <laughs> yeah. feel like at at this point of the movie is when joker started being more joker yeah he's definitely scary as fuck (laughs) Mm Hmm. here's the the cool robin suit again it's a little weird i don't really i i feel like raz al ghul is too smart to trust the joker oh yeah no if we're talking comics raz he would never trust Joker. But for like, the purpose of this film, we just go with it. Yeah, I mean it works. And but what was he what was he hiring him for? Just to keep Batman busy? I guess. I forgot to let's see. He's just basically like, sorry, I got your boy killed. Yeah, that was the thing in the beginning of the film, too, that I I, I like that, though. He's just like, oh, crap, like Bruce is going to be pissed because I just got his Robin killed. What did you think of Liam Neeson as Ra's al Ghul? Yeah, I liked I liked Liam Neeson as Ra's al Ghul. My problems with Batman Begins was like the aesthetic of the city. Like I, I I was surprised that it looked more like it looked like at times it was a playset instead of an actual like full on produced set for a big budget film. That's what took me out of it. It it is hard to watch them like in a row because the mm-hmm. second two are all filmed on location in real cities and the first one is like in a warehouse and they just kind of built a weird CGI city. Yeah. And I love the fact that in that film, they do the workaround with not killing. It's like, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. You kill them. Like you, you kill them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't, didn't realize Batman would have uh, some loopholes. <laughs> yeah. That's like essentially the same thing as being like, well, I gave you this cup with poison in it. You drank it. The poison killed you, not me. Did I really make you drink it? (laughs) I just put it in front of you when you said you were thirsty. I didn't. I didn't kill you. But yeah, I, I really like this idea of Roz like felt so guilty. He's like, okay, let's let's bring him back. And and then it just goes horribly wrong. It is like why it it drives him crazy because he was already dead. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think the whole purpose. So the purpose of the Lazarus Pit is like when you're on death's door, it's like rejuvenating. But this like legitimate, like I don't think they knew it was going to bring him back. They just were like, well, we need to try something. Because clearly, like from Roz's reaction, he did not expect what to happen to happen. What happened to happen? 
but he just looks like a rabbit. Like he basically got buried in pet cemetery and then came back. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the venture brothers. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't do anything with Talia al Ghul in this film though. She just like stands behind Roz multiple times in the film, but she doesn't really do anything. I've always preferred Batman to be with Catwoman. Yeah. Did they, they were supposed to get married. Did that not happen? So it was like issue 50 of that Batman run and they had built it up that they were going to get married. And then they, in issue 50, when there was, I'm not kidding, like 500 different variants in the issue, they're like, just kidding. We're not getting married. (laughs) For no reason. Just because. I think it had something to do with like, he needed to keep being Batman and she was who she was and all that kind of stuff. But they had just built it up to this wedding. And why in the world would you make so many? Well, I know why they built it up to sell a lot of copies, but it's an insane number of variants. And then just to like pull the rug out, it's kind of, I was like, Oh, it's kind of lame. Are they still together? Like they've always been together. Uh, I think they're on and off like constantly. It it basically depends on what they they who's want right. to portray at the t- yeah. It's who's writing it if they like the idea of them being together or not. But I kind of liked her on the team because she was like hanging out more and she was in the Batcave mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I I like Selena Kyle. I have no problem with them being married. They always act like no. kind of. It's kind yeah. of the same thing with Spider-Man, too. It's the, him and Batman, they're always like, we have to constantly be taking happiness away from them. And it's like, not everything yeah. has tragedy. They can have some... Out, like, Batman's life isn't that tragic. You're a fucking billionaire. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. It's like, there's a lot of people that are orphans. Like, come on. <laughs> Let him just get married. Yeah, if your parents are going to yeah, get that's killed. That's the thing that bugs me. <laughs> there's no better situation to be in. <laughs> Yeah, to to find someone to care for you. Yeah, that'd be nice. I love Alfred. Yeah, I feel we, like we that seems to get a bad yes, Alfred either. Exactly. How how is that the character that's always like whenever there's a new iteration or movie, it's always good. I love yeah, every single one of them. I think it's because like his character is always what it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we mm-hmm. haven't really got much of a variation on his character, even though there are in the comics. Like I wouldn't mind seeing the one that's like a little more jacked up and is like teaching Batman hand to hand combat and shit. Yeah, because he's like special ops and everything. Like, yeah, like Alfred has crazy backstory. Is that? Did that Pennyworth show actually ever come out? It it did, and I heard really good things about it. I've just never seen it, so maybe I do need to check that one out because that's exactly what I was talking about as far as showing his backstory. <laughs> I just remember the first issue dropped, and everyone was like, "This show's amazing," and I was like, "Cool," and then I didn't hear anything else about it. And I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, I think it was a, that weird in between time where it was switching from. What was it called before? What was the DC app? Oh, yeah. Like the DC universe. And then or... it switched to HBO Max. Yeah. Because they built up that whole platform and then got bought out. And then are like, we're just going to throw everything on HBO. Did you watch Swamp Thing? 
no, that was another one that I threw on my list that I haven't checked out yet. I heard great things about the season and then everyone was upset when it got canceled. And it got canceled for the dumbest reason. Why did it get canceled? They started filming in like Louisiana uh-huh. under the assumption that they were getting X amount of tax breaks. Oh, and are then you serious? New Orleans was like, oh, no, what you, no, you have to pay us this. And they were like, oh. they were at like seven episodes in and they're like, nope, we'll just cancel the show then. Is like, well, how about why don't you just switch Man. locations? Go go film it somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, everything else is like filmed in Canada, so just go there. Because there was some <laughs> shit in that was like the thing. Like he was like ripping people apart and stuff with vines, and it was fucking like there was oh, like serious? trees growing out of people's stomach and shit. It was intense. Oh man, okay, I'm gonna watch that. It's on. It's on HBO Max, right? Yeah, they tried to like salvage it and bring it back on the CW, but they like edit, heavily edited it to like make it regular TV worthy. And people were like, "No, we're not having this." Yeah, well, you can't you can't go from like that hyper violent show that's going to draw in a very specific audience to a CW version. Yeah. That would do nothing, Batman. Those people would already be fucked up. Oh, they're dead. He poured gasoline on them. They're they're done. That is that is instant barbecue. Man, Batman's really good with those grappling hooks getting into yeah. a jacket. <laughs> Again with that knife. I want to know what that knife is made of. Yeah. I think he says that at one point. He's like, There's there aren't like no knives that can cut my rope. Yeah, it's like the tell me which one it is so I can know. There's like a specific so it's probably made from like it's like a piece of Deathstroke sword or the same the same metal. Yeah. Stole it out of Ra's al Ghul's armory or something. Uh-huh. The way it's cut, I, I kept thinking it's like like a modded version of a Batarang, but I don't think it is. Yeah, it is it is like a little spiky. Like it mm-hmm. could be made out of a Batarang. This scene, like uh, the, I think this Oof, is the yeah. scene I think of all the time when I think yep. of this should be live action because I can just picture it. Mm-hmm. I can just picture this room being real and the fucking incredible fight scene that him and Batman have. Like it is one yes. of the best Batman fight scenes we've ever seen is in this movie. They beat the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just the f- I I love just the the anger and like just the emotion in the portrayal that Justin Jensen Ackles gives when they're talking about Joker and his like when Jason died and like it's like I would have Jason's like I would have like scoured the world like the entire earth to find this piece of crap and I would have killed him and you didn't do anything it's just like oh that's that's the heartbreak there it is. And it brings so much emotion to the story because everything he's saying is true. Yeah. <laughs> like he's not wrong. He's everything he's saying is a straight up fact of why the fuck did you not kill this dude? <laughs> like he yeah. beat me to it's death like with a crowbar. What is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. And he's killed so many people. It's just like 
for in in like Batman's head is he does he not feel responsible for all of the people that Joker continues to kill? Because clearly throwing him into Arkham does nothing. Yeah, or like you're a billionaire. How about you make something like the raft from Marvel? Like, why don't you make some super unescapable mm-hmm. prison? Why do you keep just letting them get thrown into an insane asylum that they can easily basically just walk out of? Yeah. Like, I want this in a movie. I want unexplained gadgets that he just whips out for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just all over the place. Oh, crap. Boom. That I just love you. the fact that, like, no, not at all. I, I just love the fact that Batman has all these extra gadgets on him at this point, and Jason is legitimately just going head-to-head to him with a knife. Yeah. Yeah, knife and, like, a taser you could buy at fucking Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Man. The, they got the so... suit designs. Like, oh, yeah. the freaking, the knife Make... drop and... Ch- Make a movie with this animation style and make it a Deathstroke versus Red Hood movie. Absolutely. Like that would be fucking awesome. Yeah, whoever did the choreography on this movie is like get them in the live action films. Seriously. Like there there's if so only many someone good. had ever reached for Batman's mask before. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was an easy pull. It's not a cowl, it's just the mask at that point. They make him look so young. Like when the lightning flashes, they like put a baby face on Jason now when his mask is off. Yeah. It's a little weird he's still wearing the Robin mask underneath his helmet. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's stuff like, like that is some live action shit. They're like, we don't want stupid people to not understand who it is. Mm-hmm. We did that's, have a giant computer thing. that said they had the same exact DNA. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I feel like that's one thing they need to start doing in the live action version because they constantly want, so they put like the black makeup around the actor's eyes and then so you still see their eyes through the cowls. Just do the white eyes. It looks really cool. Yeah, Deadpool style. Well, they exactly. also it looks they, great. They have that and there's numerous movies where they show that they have the mask on and they have black around their eyes and then they take the mask off mm-hmm. and they have no black makeup on underneath and it whatsoever. Exactly. Exactly. It makes no sense. Like, what are we supposed to believe there that the mask was perfectly cut to his fucking like eyelashes? <laughs> I mean, that's just impressive. This is cool. He just lights. He just lights Jason Todd on fire. This won't kill you. I'm sure of it. <laughs> I'm just going to set you on fire. <laughs> well, and he's like, he's like, you don't have your gadgets now. He's like, well, he clearly was also carrying around explosives and you just lit that jacket on fire. I'm pretty sure you both would have exploded and died. But this man, is this fight scene I'm so good. With real people. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's so like the brutal. it's like the uh, Agent Smith Morpheus fight. Yes, but a, yes. a little less one sided. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
it's so cool because you get to see like this is obviously like a beat down brawl but there's multiple times where you can see them changing fighting styles to like go like to counter what the other is doing and they just flip between them multiple times it's so great it's also it's it's weird that this is the situation in which batman's like i can't hold back right now i have to beat the shit out of you (laughs) yeah I love you. I love you like a son. Now I'm gonna bash your face yeah. up. The... <laughs> Sorry, I let you die, but I'm just gonna get you really close to death again one more time. And then this even he just... can't believe it. <laughs> even he's like, "Holy shit! I thought yeah. I killed this dude." <laughs> <laughs> This is the part I was like, okay, I, I'm a fan of this version of Joker now, because this whole this whole sequence when they're all talking is perfect. It is, and I think it could it it would be because they always love to put a lot of focus on the Joker in live action. I think this could be even creepier because you know he'd be like sitting oh, there telling course. him to do it and shoot him and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, he'd be egging him on for sure. Then here's the just the mic drop from Todd. Oof. She's like, he beat the crap out of me. He killed me. If he had done it to you, I would have like scoured the earth. Yeah, like the way his like voice cracks and shit. Mm-hmm. Like I know I was yeah. just trying to slit your throat five minutes ago, but I love you and I'm really fucked up in the head. <laughs> yeah. This part was such a great line, though. He's just like, is it, is it too hard to cross that line? It's like, no, it's too easy. He's like, I, I won't be able to come back from it. Because you know, as soon as Batman, we, we all know, Batman has definitely killed people. <laughs> but in this version, we're just saying he doesn't cross that line. So it's just yeah, like... How, how many people has he killed accidentally me? killed? <laughs> uh-huh. Or just let die and he didn't directly kill them. That's why it there's a there's a comic called uh, Nemesis that uh, Mark Millar did. Have you ever read it? Yeah, that's like Evil Batman. Yeah, so it's basically yeah. if he were to cross that line, it's that that story is crazy. It just got it just got um, optioned, and so people are specking on that book right now. Yeah, they had talked about making a live action version of it like a few years ago and it just and yeah mm-hmm. the rumors just kind of died yeah i think it's one of those things it's just like in a world where the boys and invincible is, are as popular as they are and hyper violent it's kind of the perfect time to do that if you were going to yeah fuck how good is invincible <laughs> oh my gosh they cr- i i love the fact that they're changing so many different things from the animated like they're changing so many things from the comic into the animated series and putting things out of order but it's nice for someone that has read the entire series to still be surprised by certain things. That is cool. Yeah. I, I kind of had the events of the first season, like all the big ones, like about like Omni man and shit like that spoiled for me beforehand. But I Mm kind of can tell like everything I do know about it has been covered now that I don't want to read ahead because I don't want to know. I don't want to know stuff. I want to be even more surprised. Uh huh. I I will say like 
th- things have been so different from the comic that like the fight scene with Omni-Man and the Guardians of the Globe. Holy crap. That was so great. Yeah, it's that was so brutal. brutal. All that fight with him and Invincible in the in the last episode. Holy mm-hmm. shit. That train part. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, the train. The train is the thing that was not in the comic, and they added something to that fight that made it even crazier. Just because in the comic, Omni-Man is this character that they make you love him, and then the twist happens, and you're heartbroken just as as much as Mark is. But in the series, Omni-Man's kind of already a dick from from the start, and so you're not as heartbroken when it happens. It's, it's very different, but we'll, we'll see how they can redeem Omni-Man. Cause in the comic, you could tell like, Oh, this character could be redeemable in the show right now. It's like, is he? Yeah. I'm curious to see where they go with it. Cause yeah, it's hard to come back from that. Could, but I cause... mean, that, that end of the fight where, he is so brutally beating his own son. Yeah, I'd, like, I'd still have you. Yeah, like that fucking that fucked me up for a few days. <laughs> like as a dad mm-hmm. and as like a son who has like some issues with his dad, I was like, "Fuck, this is heavy for a cartoon." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that whole sequence is brutal. But There's it, supposed to be one of those that where... like a lot of action, but. I kind of am like, I'm good with the animated version. I don't think I need a live action. Yeah. If if they don't make a live action, I'd be perfectly fine. Just keep watching the, the animated series. There's too much. There's, you would not be able like, you wouldn't make it no. as good. You can't fit all that information into a three hour long yeah, movie. It, yeah. It'd, it'd be really rushed and it, it just, the, the animated show is just crushing it. So I don't see why they can't just keep going there. It's so good. There are like confusing things. Like I don't understand how he's supposed to get stronger and stuff like that. So I'm hoping they kind of go oh, to that. Mark. Yeah. Like, yeah, is it they, just they definitely go into age? it. Yeah. So they get stronger as they get older and they also have to actually train. And so that's why Omni-Man is like showing him how to fly and all this stuff. And he has to work on getting faster and stronger. So it's like, it's like gr- building muscle but they do get stronger as they age, which is why when other characters that are about to come in are going to wreck face. Yeah. It does. I am worried that that will get a little old though. Like just invincible, getting the shit kicked out of him all the time. <laughs> he, he gets his licks in every once in a while, but the whole like premise for this comic is man, Mark gets effed up a lot. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I mean, it is on like, I do have a complaint about that in other things like in a lot of anime people will like in Dragon Ball Z everyone's a wish they were they're like I'll wish for immortality and then I'll take over the world and uh this is kind of like the opposite problem because I'm always like immortality like wouldn't mean you couldn't get your ass kicked it just means you wouldn't die <laughs> like yeah you and, just won't die that's basically what that, invincible like, has <laughs> yeah like he's he's like immortal but like he he's, he gets his ass kicked all the time he just gets wrecked. What what did you think of the ending to this movie with like Jason Todd 
being all back to being a kid, all excited, jumps onto the car and onto the Batmobile. And it's like, this is the greatest day of my life. I think it's all stuff like that. That would be so effective in real life. Like with, mm-hmm. with live I, action people like ending it like that, like, and it just cuts immediately to black. It's like, yeah. And the uh-huh. scene right before it, that goes into that scene where Alfred's like, should I get rid of this costume? And Batman's like, no, like nothing, nothing has changed. Nothing is different. Yeah. Like totally shows you like the vulnerability of Batman of like, yeah, he's fucked up. And this is mm-hmm. mine. It's like, this is still my fault. Like him being alive again, doesn't change the fact that like, this is my fault. And like, I got to live with this. Like that, yeah. that sweet it, little boy that I, I was like... raising to be a superhero was mm-hmm. like, I fucked up there somewhere. Yeah. It, it's a great juxtaposition for how brutal they show Jason throughout this entire film. And then at the end, he's just this very excited kid that has just gone from being like a street urchin to one being financially stable for the rest of his life because he's living with Bruce Wayne, but two being able to be a hero, which is like every kid's dream is to be a superhero. So it it just shows you like this arc that he went on. He started so optimistic and then he became more brutal and then all this other stuff happened to him in the Lazarus pit. And then that's why he becomes like, so hyper violent. But yeah. And the thing that he thought was so cool is what got him killed. Yeah. Mm hmm. But yeah, yeah man, I mean, I, such a great movie. And I do like they need to really stop with the starting over like. Now, now it's Batman. It's Batman. Like, give us a fucking Batman movie where all these people just exist. Like, that mm-hmm. was the coolest thing about Ben Affleck's Batman is that he was an established Batman already. So we didn't. It wasn't an origin story. It was just like, yeah, like you might run into fucking mm-hmm. Penguin or Two Face or the Joker or whatever. Like, shit has happened here. Like, there's a dead Robin. <laughs> like, I want that type uh-huh. of universe. The only thing that kind of takes away from my excitement for the Batman is because like that looks good. And if it will be good, that's the, those are the Batman movies we'll be getting, but it's like, I want a fucking Nightwing. I want red hood. I want all, I want a Batgirl. Like give me all this shit. It's, it's, it's hard when they're not doing it. it, it, Yeah. It's one of those things where I, I think that the studios have this mindset of, we need to introduce each one of these main characters. We need to have a film that has enough time to introduce them and develop them as a character. But in reality, the people that are clamoring to see these films know who these characters are. Like we are comic nerds. We want to go see this movie and people that go see movies anyway, are able to tell from context what is happening. You don't have to dumb everything down. Well, and that's why I think that this movie is perfect for adapting it to live action because I feel like it explains it so properly for the diehard fans and so clearly for any casual fans that might not know what the fuck is going on. Like, I think it's just so perfectly made. <laughs> yeah, it, it is paced extremely well. Like, I put this film up there with, like, at the top of my list. Like, we haven't ranked Batman movies. But if I did, this would probably mm-hmm. be 
I don't know, maybe number two to the Dark Knight. I fucking love this movie. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's definitely up there. It is amazing. It, but it, I'm also biased because I love Red Hood. So, and I acknowledge yeah. that bias. <laughs> well, I saw someone, uh, they made like a list and it was all the live action Batman movies. And the only two animated Batman movies on there was this and Mask of the Phantasm. And Mask of, Mask the, Phantasm of the Phantasm was like his yep. number two. And this was like his bottom, like last. And it's like, mm. I don't know about that. Like, A, it's nowhere near being the best. No, there, no, there no. are. There are $200 million budget Batman movies that are far worse than this. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I will. Absolutely. I watch this yeah, over this Batman and Robin. Amazing. Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's much better there. There's just, there's something to say about the, the ability of one, the voice actors to bring out emotion, but then the animators to be able to convey it so well because you're drawn into their story and it's something of tragedy and that's severely lacking. And I feel like a lot of the, those live action films on those lists. So like the, the nineties films in general, that's just, it's missing that element. And this just kind of like hits you over the head. You get amazing action. Character designs are phenomenal. The, the voice actors are really well done. Even, even like, though I wasn't the biggest fan of the Joker portrayal in the beginning, but in the latter half of the film, I think he really came into his own because they let him go a little crazier, but it's so good. Yeah. I'm really hoping Titans red hood is not a letdown, but I wasn't really, it's that same kid, right? That played Robin. It is. It is. Yeah. I'm not, I don't, I haven't been the biggest fan of him from what I've seen. So I'm hoping he doesn't ruin red hood. But I mean, costume-wise, yeah. he looks incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did a great job with his design. I was worried just because he is a shorter actor, and, and yeah, so really when I think of Red Hood, I th- yeah, yeah, they definitely are using angles to their advantage for for this one. But I I, I have liked that actor in his portrayal of Jason because there's there's a not too long after they introduced him, there's like a scene where they're fighting it's both Robins are in a warehouse and they're fighting these other uh, like henchmen and then policemen show up and then Jason just starts beating the crap out of the cops. And I'm just <laughs> like, what is happening right now? And he's just brutal with it. So as soon as that yeah. happened, I was like, Oh, we're, we're, we're moving towards a red hood story. <laughs> I saw a picture like a promotional picture for season three yesterday where it was like, uh, Nightwing and like Starfire and Superboy and then like Red Hood's in the back with his helmet off and it's that kid's head uh-huh. and I'm like yeah. that's not his body they they superimpose nope. that head on that body <laughs> yep yeah they definitely wanted to make him taller you know because there was a severe height deficit between him and the actor that plays uh, Dick Grayson and you know for a fact that when this season comes out they're gonna be eye to eye level yeah, absolutely. That Nightwing costume's pretty fucking sick as well. Yeah, they did a great job with a lot of those those designs. There, there's just so many parts of the show that I think the story has been really good. While there's elements that aren't obviously the greatest, I, I keep being hooked in by 
some like just the character work that they're doing and like with Hawk and Dove, like I should not care about those characters at all, but I really enjoy both of those actors that play those characters. And it probably has something to do with the fact that the guy that's playing uh, Hawk was Aquaman in Smallville. So. Oh, is it that guy? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's the same (laughs) guy. I really liked it. And he was like the voice of, he was the voice of one of the Ninja Turtles in one of the Michael Bay movies too. So he's, yeah, I like that guy. guy. He's great. Yeah. That was so weird. They were, they had him in Smallville for an episode and then they were going to do an Aquaman show. Yeah. And And they, they, and then they wanted the guy that was playing Oliver Queen in Smallville to do the pilot for Aquaman. That's so weird. I don't know. Yeah, that just shows that like DC in general has not really had the greatest vision for a really long yeah. time. But I uh, love Smallville. That's like a guilty pleasure show. I love that show. I love. It. Yeah, we had a we had started a Smallville podcast right before we were doing this one. Oh, really? That's amazing. Yeah. Called yeah, the Smallville. I freaking love Tom Super Welling. Oh, I do cool. too. That's really cool. I was I, not. What did, so, what did you think of? You were not happy with what? With the the crisis when they brought him in for a Crisis on Infinite Earth, I was like, yeah, because you wanted to see the jacked up Tom Welling do some damage. Well, it was so fuck. It's like I'm sorry. I watched ten years of a show that says his character would act the complete opposite of how you're having him act right now. <laughs> like, like no, he would not yeah, give he's up. Like, like, oh, I gave it up. He fought fucking dark side. <laughs> like, yeah. He could not just give up his past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like... I, I just really, cause, cause Tom, Tom Welling was like a perfect Clark Kent. And I love so many of the actors in that show and a uh, freaking, uh, the guy, what's his name? I know his name. I listened to his podcast. Michael uh, Rosenbaum, the guy that plays Lex. Yeah, Michael Rosenbaum, man. Yeah, he's he's his, the best Lex, Lex. we've ever gotten. Just, just he does. I know he doesn't want to shave his head anymore to do it, but man, if they could just bring him into the like the DCEU, I would be so happy. Yeah, his. I think he has the, like the best character arc on that entire show because you watch he him does. descend into fucking madness. Like he starts as a pretty normal, nice guy. He's just kind of like an arrogant mm-hmm. prick, and then he becomes the like most hated evil person. Yeah, there, there's so many great arcs in throughout Smallville, but the friendship that him and Lex have is just—it's like so much the heart of the show. And so when that diverges, you're just like broken from it because you're like, no, Clark and Lex need to be friends still. Yeah, and you get a real long period of time of them being like really bitter enemies, and it's. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love that show. I've yeah. thought about just that like show back. I. Uh huh. I, I just I wish there could just be a universe where, and I'm sure there is probably in a comic, but just where they didn't have that divergence kind of in their relationship, and that Lex became more of this. I I don't want to say like Oracle type character, but maybe. Like how Barbara turns to Oracle and she's like kind of like the brains of the operation. Like just imagine yeah. with how smart Lex is, if he if they had just worked together, like how much more well off the earth would have been. Yeah, well, that's kind of how it is an in injustice, right? 
in the bad Superman universe. Him and Lex were best friends until Superman turned mm. evil. Yeah. Yeah. They're making an animated movie for that, and I can't wait for that shit. I free I I binge read Injustice. That comics that comic is the first two years, the first two and a half years are like perfection to me. And then a new writer took over and I wasn't as much of a fan. But oof, there's some cool stuff in those those comics. Yeah, Dick Grayson's death in that is fucking like Yeah, with how hard Damien took it. Mm -hmm. And then coming back as Dead Man. Yeah, so that part was weird. <laughs> that part was weird, but I was like, okay, I'm fine. Dick is back in the story somehow. I'll take it. Um, they're also making, uh, t- uh, Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum announced that they're making a Smallville animated movie. Where they Yes, were, and I cannot probably... wait for that. Because I heard those comics, because it's based off of the season 11 comics, which I heard those comics are actually good. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, they're they, cool. They, at at they, one point, I think, I think, yeah, I think at one point in in the comic, uh, Clark actually becomes like a Green Lantern for a bit because there's like a what? suit that he has. It's a Superman suit, but then he has a ring. Oh no, shit! Huh? Yeah, they do some cool stuff. Yeah, I've always wanted to read those, so I'm, I might have to track them down. Yeah, they. I wonder if. Let me see. Because I, so for the podcast, obviously, like we do a lot of research and we go into it and, and that can like break the bank <laughs> a lot yeah. of times. And so, uh, have you, have you heard of, uh, Libby? The Libby I heard about album? it on your show. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So let me see if there are the comics on this because man, it, it's so, it's so convenient to be able to just go on here and not have to pay and you just check it out of your local library on your phone. It's so nice. Yeah, that is so cool. Uh, no, it's not on there, but I, f- I feel like those trades at this point probably aren't very expensive. Yeah, probably not. They weren't super popular. No, there's some cool stuff though. I really liked the covers for them. I used to have a few of the issues for it, but I didn't read the whole run. I, I did want to, I, I thought of this too, just because we talked about Injustice, the whole relationship between Oliver Queen and Harley, like yeah. how he captures her and she's like, why don't you call this place the Quiver? And he's just so <laughs> upset at her because it's such a great name. She is fantastic in that, in that whole Harley, thing. She, Harley is perfect in Injustice. But yeah well th- thank you so much for coming on to do this lance this was fucking awesome i've been wanting to do this movie for so long yeah i had so much fun doing it I, I love this character and i'm super excited for you to come onto our show so i figured we'll, we'll wait until we have our live action red hood and then we yep. can share our thoughts on it on on our episode but we don't have to wait long because the show's coming pretty soon yeah i'm gonna have to like bust through the first two seasons and get caught up <laughs> Uh-huh. So but yeah, let's me- uh, message me as you. Yeah, yeah, message me <laughs> as you do because I want to hear. I want to hear your opinion on stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, why don't you tell everyone about your show a little bit because uh, your show is fucking incredible. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, so I am one of the hosts of Comic Book Keepers. We are a obviously comic book sent uh, themed podcast, and we break down one character 
or series at a time or character team or series at a time. And we uh, like to go into the history of the creators, how the character came about, their powers, affiliations. Uh, we get into a, a reading recommendation list and we break down those stories. So if you're interested in what we say there, you can find and read those. We, we do a bunch of different segments. I think one of my favorite ones that we do, though, is a, is a what-if segment where we, we take a concept that's related to that character or team and we just create a, a what-if scenario or, or an else-world scenario kind of a thing and give our opinions on it, which, which is always great because that's like the nerdiest thing that we can do because that's what we do all the time in like our message threads or with our friends. Yeah. <laughs> You just talk about the weirdest things. Like we just talked about like storylines with like, what if Lex and Clark had remained friends and had worked together and created this like utopian world type of thing. So it, it we do that, break it down and we have a lot of fun doing it. My uh, normal co-host Chris is currently on a hiatus from the show because he literally legitimately does a million things and he's, DMing uh, for his D and D podcast that he does called Knights of the Roll Table, and they're in like their fifth season doing that. That they rotate DMs, so he's taking over this season, as well as working a full time job, has a family, uh, does yeah. art on the side. He does like he he does um, like he has a Patreon called Dungeon Head, so he does so much stuff. So he's like, I think I need to take a break for a minute, uh, and so. I, I've had my buddy Zion come on a couple times, and then I'm bringing on my podcasting friends like Josh here, who is going to come on to talk all about Red Hood, and I'm sure we'll find a few other characters for you to come on additionally to talk about too. But uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. thank you, thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun, just nerding out and watching Red Hood, and oh, so good. Yeah, yeah, it's so great. It's one of those things that, like on the show. Every time I like I do a commentary for a movie I love, I'm like. Oh, I can never do that one again. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I would watch this movie all the time. But yeah, uh-huh. uh, definitely, definitely check out Comic Book Keepers. It's a fantastic show. Definitely go through, go through. I mean, even if you don't know every character, start. I always like to tell people for podcasts if if they're in depth like this and maybe you're, it's a little out of your league knowledge wise. You think start with characters that you know and then move into characters maybe you don't know so well recently they did an incredible episode on mighty Morphin power rangers that like blew my fucking mind and then you followed up with hellboy yes, which was really fucking so awesome i love that episode you talked about so much cool stuff oh um, thanks man but yeah i love your show and i'll always pump it and you're welcome on here anytime because you're the best <laughs> <laughs> thanks thanks man oh my i and just to kind of share that too like i love your show i love the breakdowns i it's always fun listening to your show too it's always in my rotation so any new episode because i i've been driving around and because I, I work a few different jobs and i so i drive around a lot and so having podcasts like yours is just so nice to just pass that time as i have to drive all over the city so i, I appreciate and, and enjoy what you do too oh thanks buddy uh did you have your social media Oh, so um, we on all social media platforms, we're just at CBK cast. Uh, and on our Twitter account, we have uh, on our main profile, if you find it there. So at CBK cast, you can just click on our bio and it has the link tree for us. And it has literally everywhere where we are. But you can anywhere that there you can download a podcast. We're probably there. 
So make sure you go over to Lance's podcast, the Comic Book Keepers podcast, on Wednesday to catch our episode together. Uh, it's really great. Near the end, there's something that I did that is one of the proudest things I've ever done podcasting, and me and Lance are really proud of how the episode turned out. So definitely go check it out. It was a lot of fun, and I really want to do it again sometime soon. Uh, you can also follow this show on Twitter, FMBN Podcast. We are on Facebook and Instagram, FMBN, the number four, and the letter U. So we will see you next time. Thank you again, Lance, for coming on. Now you get to do the outro with me. You know what to say. Perfect. Uh, so I'm Josh. And I'm Lance. And this is the Four Nerds by Nerds Podcast signing off. Stay nerdy, my friends. <laughs> <laughs>